Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is time, everyone, for the Game Pass Guru Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sebastian Malden, and joining me on this illustrious episode is Mr. Game Pass himself. Roger, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh, man, I'm fired up. If you couldn't tell in the intro, I am fired up. I'm ready for a good episode <laughs> today. Uh, like We got some news to talk about. We got some games we've been playing, yeah. and I am excited. How you yeah. doing, Roger? Uh, yeah, I've been playing some new games I'm really excited to talk about. So, uh, yeah, I'm, there's, there's two games I'll be talking about this week, so I'm very excited to talk about those games. And I'm excited to podcast with you again, my friend. Oh, man, always a pleasure to be doing this with you, man. It is one of my highlights of my week. I promise, man. I'm uh, I'm hyped right now. I'm like, oh, let's go. Oh, unleash the dragon. <laughs> Release the Kraken. Exactly. Exactly. So for everybody who did not know, this is the Game Pass Gurus podcast, the premier podcast for Game Pass players to find about dope Game Pass games to play, find out about Xbox news, find out about what we are currently playing, what's hot and what's not. And also we are the we're the premier place where you can find out where if news is everything, something or nothing at all. Anyways, before we begin today's show, if you like what you hear, like and review it. You know, it really helps the podcast grow. But with all that out of the way, thank you all for joining us. Roger, what is our first segment of the day? What do you want to do first? (laughs) I don't think we talked about this before. Uh, Let's talk about games we're playing. How about that? Yeah, I love that. Let's go. What what games are you playing? Uh, So right now I am playing uh, two games that I'm actually really excited about. The first one I'll talk about is a little bit older. I shouldn't say older. It's been on the game. uh, It's not in Game Pass. It's on Xbox, though. So I'm going to talk about it, but still part of the Xbox family. Um, And that is Antstream Arcade. Have you heard about this before? (laughs) No, not at all. What is this game? This is so amazing. So it's, it's a cloud service game uh you pay 30 dollars a year or 80 dollars for a lifetime subscription and it has 1400 games on this on this on this platform and what it is it it has all these retro games from the 80s 90s and early 2000s and there's a lot of games on there's a lot of games i'm like how did they get this how did they get this to to be on their system or in this in the service there's the you know, the, the, uh, the Star Wars side-scrolling ones, the Super Star Wars, the Super Return of the Jedi, oh. or Super Empire Strikes Back. Uh, those games, the Indiana Jones adventure games, those are just things I'm thinking off the top of my head. There's Smash TV. There is uh, Rampage. There is uh, uh, Mortal Kombat on this. There's all these games on here. A lot of Midway games, which makes me think, <laughs> that they, you know because they went out of business that, that's how they scooped up some of these things right because like i think i think even like uh mortal Kombat was <laughs> owned by midway before like nether realms owns them now it's owned by wb but i think like i think uh <laughs> i think like that's how they acquired some of these games um but it was cool so they have all these games you can just play them you know any game you want and they categorize them into like uh different types like arcade or shooters or rpgs there's a lot of weird rpgs that i was like really that's a game um (laughs) yeah so that's cool but then they also have tournaments so you can join in these tournaments and play in these tournaments and they usually last like a week or so and you pay these what's called gems uh and they're like these 
these purple gems. And there's ways you can earn gems in the game, and I'll explain that just in a little bit. But you pay, like, I think it's like 50 gems to play in these tournaments. And then you play in these tournaments, and then if you win these tournaments, which I haven't, and I don't ever think I will, but the jackpot usually is like 15,000 gems to, like, win the whole thing. Um, but if you do well enough in these tournaments, you do get some of the gems back. So that's one way you can earn some of the gems back. And then once you pay it once, you can play in the tournament as much as you'd like. Um, and then you can see your ranking against other people that are in the X uh, on the Xbox or just across all platforms. So it's out on Steam and Xbox right now. Uh, so that's cool. So they had a Smash TV uh, tournament. And the tournament was like you could see how many points you can rack up with one life. That was the tournament. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, it's very cool. That's tournaments. And they also have these things called Giant Slayers. And what they'll do is they'll pick somebody's score uh that they played and they'll pick a level and they're like everybody that plays has to beat that slayer like you have to try to beat that person's score and if you all do when you participate in it you get some gems back right you i mean those you don't have to pay for gems you earn gems if you're able to beat uh the slayer's score which is really cool so like one of them i played was uh the trenches of the of uh, super star wars you're in the mm-hmm. X-Wing trench, and they just have TIE fighters flying at you, and you have to shoot down as many TIE fighters as you can in, the, in a matter of three minutes. And if any TIE fighters get away, that's, it's, a, it's a minus point to you. So everyone you destroy is like, like five points, and everyone that gets away is minus one. So that's the end of that three minutes or five minutes, however long it was. You get their final score, and if you're able to beat the, uh, the, uh, the giant, the person that had the highest score or the score that they picked, uh, you win, right? And it's fascinating to me because I'm like, that's not how the game was built, though. So somebody went into the code and, like, built it so that this challenge can happen. A three-minute time frame that's just TIE Fighters in the trenches, and that's all you do. Like, crazy. But there's tons of, like, there'll be, like, uh, Smash TV where you have to rack up as many points as you can in, like, a minute or something, or with only one life. Uh, there's Gunbirds, like that's the one I've been playing recently, where it's like you have to. Gunbirds, s- yeah, oh, I love that game. Have you played that game? That- no, that sounds like oh, a cool okay. game. Though. It's 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 like um, it's like 1945, like one of those shooters, right? You're like the top down, you're the ship, oh. and like things come mm-hmm. at you. And those are real. There's a lot of those games on this uh, Ant Stream Arcade. Um, so so there's those giant slayers. You got tournaments going on. You can compete with your friends. It's cool. It's awesome. You can play, you can just play these games. There's so many. But what I love about this game too is that uh, you get to see there's games out there that I've never even heard of, and I play. I'm like, oh my gosh, this game is great, and I wish I would have played it. Like, um, uh, one of the games was like, what was it called? Tribe Combatants or something like that. And it was like a, it was a, it was a shooter. Uh, I know I'm not a shooter, a, a side scroller beat em up. Uh, and huh. it, it was really cool. Like it reminded me a lot of like the Batman um, returns on the super Nintendo. Cause you could take characters and smash their heads together. I mean, but I learned about this game from playing in one of the tournaments and I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is so cool. And then I just played it on its own. Uh, bad dudes is in there. Like I play, I love bad dudes. I play a lot of bad dudes. I'm, you know, I'm bad, right? Like <laughs> what a, what a fun game, but it's so cool. And rampage and, and root beer, uh, tapper, uh, just so many. Really I've heard cool of root beer tapper. I've heard <laughs> yeah. of that one. Uh, so, um, so the, yeah, there's a lot of really cool games on this, on the service. 
it's uh i only paid for one year um so i paid the 30 dollars because i my concern is i don't know how they got all these licensed <laughs> games on here i'm really worried that that's gonna be taken down but it feels legit because we also got a code for Gamerheads, actually, and I, I gave that code to somebody else, uh, another reviewer, to review it. Uh, and they're working on the review for that. Uh, and you'll, you can go to Gamerheads, GamerheadsPodcast.com to eventually read that review. Um, so, so we got a code from a reputable PR firm. So it feels legit, right? So I'm like, how, though? How did they do this? How did they get all these games? Again, think that part of it is it's some of these games are just don't ex- like the companies don't exist anymore. And probably the rights were sold off or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the other funny thing is like to see, uh, <laughs> to see the graphics from the games, uh, like the, the, the cover graph, like the cover, like the box art, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, from some of these games, man, eighties and nineties. I'm so they glad we moved on from that. Like the cover was like, uh, a barbarian looking guy with buff with a woman who is scantily clad, you know, and like, really? That's what enticed people to play this game. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's an interest. It's an interesting look at history. First of all, um, but it's cool. It's such a cool game. It's such a cool game. You should check it out. Uh, it's not on game pass though. I know it's not a game pass game, um, but it's on Xbox. It just came to Xbox. Uh, if you are, if you are like, hey, I want to try something new and and have fourteen hundred games available to me, uh, you have this thirty dollars service. The other game that I have been playing that's on Game Pass that just came out on Game Pass uh, is called Vemba, and <laughs> you know this game uh, already. So, if pe- for those that don't know what this game is, it is a cooking narrative driven game. Uh, so you um, you play uh, Vemba. Um, although there's some times where you're playing like the son as well. And I think mm-hmm. even the, the husband too sometimes. But anyway, uh, Venba and her husband immigrated from India to Canada uh, to start a new life. And I just got to the part where uh, through the narrative, through the branching narrative, I understand why they came to Canada because they don't explain that at first. And then I, I figured that out. Um, and... Uh, and through this, though, like they have a child that's they're raising in Canada, and the challenge that they face is how do you give your children the opportunities, all the opportunities that are that they that that you didn't have maybe, or or that they can surpass you, but still be connected to their culture, right? Like, and 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 part of that is through cooking and through the food, and so Vemba will like cook food to connect um to her mom for through the the what she made right but also like connect her child to like this is like our food and you can connect to your culture through our food and so that's where the cooking part comes in and then you have to cook and and it's cool right i really like the game a lot um yeah so that's venba um, I'm going to keep talking about Vemba 
until you come back. Uh, <laughs> there you are. Hi. Uh, I was going to say, I would I would keep talking about Venba until you come back. So, uh, no, it's all good, man. I'm so sorry. Like, everyone, no. my dog just kicked no, in my fine. door. That's like, fine. he was right in the place. Know, so he said, know, he's like, hey, what's going on? Exactly. Am I a part of this podcast? You can be. Sure, absolutely. Um, so the one thing that I will say about this game that, uh, as a parent, what I find fascinating is the, and the thing that I don't know if this was the intention of this game. Cause I think like I interviewed the developers. Did you, mm-hmm. did you interview the developers too? I don't, I not, don't yet. not yet. Not we yet. We have okay. a schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing that we talked about was like how food, how like, cause they, cause the developers are actually second generation immigrants themselves. And then they're, they're talking about like the struggles that their parents went through about how, uh, how immigrating to Canada was, was not easy for them. Right. So, that's why they made this game to talk about that struggle, like the choices that they made and how difficult it was. I don't know though, if this was an intention of theirs, but it certainly comes through for me. doesn't matter like what, what your background, your culture, even time. Right. Cause like this takes place in, in the past as well. All those things. Parents have something, all parents have something in common. And it is like, we want to do what's best for our children and make sure that we're giving them the best opportunities and, and how do we make sure that they're going to, you know, live up to, I don't want to say to, to their fullest potential, maybe live up to their fullest potential, but also like be able to support them and that they'll be fine and they'll be, they'll, that things will be okay. Right. To me, that is so powerful in this game because as a parent playing this game, like, I don't know about the immigration piece because I, I, you know, I didn't, I, I was born here and raised in the country. Like I didn't, I didn't move to a new culture and learn new, right. I, that, that's, that's not my background, but I can connect to the part where the parents struggle with like, how do I make sure that the kids have everything that they need? And, and how do we make sure that they're going to grow up uh, not resenting them <laughs> for the decisions that they made? Right. Like, to me, I think that's the powerful piece that every, regardless of your cultural background or even in your time space of where you are, like, like whether you're a parent back in the 90s or today, these are things that parents have always concerned themselves with. And to me, I think that's really powerful. I think you're right. I think um, I'm not a parent, so I, I can't speak to the, the yeah, parent related you you to the dog. Like you're for <laughs> you're for you're for a parent. <laughs> Hey, my dog, hey, I'm going to tell you, my dogs are my kids to you. Like, I feel you. Man, when my dog passed away uh, a year and a oh, half ago, man. like, I was devastated. That was so, I cried. And to this day, I still am really hurt by oh, losing her. Man, she was my rough. best friend. She was my best friend. And I'm still, like, you know, and, and I was the one that had to be there with her. Like, anyway, anyway, we don't want to yeah. get down that path. But, yeah, it was, right? So, I'm just saying, you are a parent. Fur babies are a thing. <laughs> Okay, I feel you. I feel you. So as a <laughs> as a fur parent, though, yeah, it yeah. is one of those things to where like I I I you know like when we play games and this isn't just gaming, but like the best stories that we encounter are are the stories we can relate to. And you know whether it be like a story like God of War, none of us are, are Norse Greek gods or or anything like that. It's like well, none of us for have yourself. these. <laughs> <laughs> I'd believe you if you said boy. <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't. Okay. <laughs> but um 
but yeah, like it's it's one of those things. Like you know, God of War made it, made, it was a relatable story about a guy who wanted yeah. redemption and a guy who wanted to just like you know be there be, be there for his son in a way that he wasn't really there in the past for you know, not only the people he cared about, but like and and grow as a person like not to repeat the mistakes that he repeated and and vimba is a lot of like it's so relatable because like everyone wants that for like their descendants everyone mm-hmm. wants that for their family members like they want a better life whether in the, like whether that be like a life like that they expected them to or like a life outside of their expectations where they're they're like creating their own path and i you know like I think that's what makes this game so special is like it's so touching. It's so heartfelt. The story is so relatable. And then you add in like the 2D watercolor like aesthetic on top yeah. of that, which gives it oh, like this so really. Cool. Oh, yeah. It gives us this re- really unique kind of like look and feel to it. It feels like the the watercolors, even though I think we talked about um Dordagie, um, like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. where it's a watercolor themed game. Like this is done in a such a unique way to where even the watercolor like nature of it feels almost like foreign in a way to where yeah. like it feels very much like it's representing a different culture. And I yeah. love that. Like, yeah, and the music too. The music is so mm-hmm. good, right? And I asked them about that. I said, "Did you get music?" Like, tell me about that music and how they, you know, how you, how you built that. And they said, you know, music playing in our homes, like they said that, like music playing was really important, right? Like that was really important. And so they they wanted to take music that was from, so this, this game, uh, okay, I'm, I'm not very far. Like I'm in the, starts I think in the mid eighties and I'm in the mid nineties mm-hmm. right now. Um, So they, they were trying to find music that would have fallen in that time frame as well. Like, it's so cool. Like. I love it. Yeah, everyone um, definitely go check out Vimba, especially if you want like a big like nar- uh, narrative to really sink your teeth into. Especially considering this game isn't very long. Like people are yeah. reportedly finishing this in one hour to two hours. So yeah. like, if you want a short experience that punches well above its weight, like definitely go check this game out. And it does have branching narrative. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how different. I don't know if you get different endings because I haven't beaten it yet. I just started it. Um, and so I don't know if you get different endings, but I do know that there's branching narrative because of the fact that you have different choices. So, um, yeah, it's a powerful game. For sure, for sure. Roger, have you been playing anything else? Uh, you know, just the usuals, like Vampire Survivors. I, I have played a little bit more of Fall Guys. Uh, I got back <laughs> into that. Um You know, I'm excited about Vampire Survivors getting uh, multiplayer, too. Mm-hmm. So... That's cool. Um, but on the Game Pass, uh, yeah, Vembo is like the, the main one that I've been playing um, on Game Pass. So, Yeah, the crazy thing is, like, on my side of the fence, I've been, I played this game called Evil Wizard, an uh, indie game that kind of, like, hmm. where you play as, like, the bag, the fallen bad guy after, like, the heroes have basically raided your castle and kicked you out. And then now it's, like, now you it's up to you and the evil wizard because like the evil wizard is apparently kind of like deadpool where he knows he's a video game character being Ah, controlled fun Fun. i love that yeah and and basically like you basically help him try to get his castle back and you and it's very hades like mixed in with a little bit of yeah so it's a roguelike um roguelike game to where you try to like 
get new powers, basically explore the castle. It has so many Easter eggs and so many like pop culture references. Like in this game, you collect ducks and each duck has like its own pop culture reference. Like there's a, a duck Norris, which is like dressed up <laughs> like Chuck Norris and such like that. That's and it awesome. said, yeah. And then it has like Does one it give a thumbs up. Like, yeah, uh... it, it kind of does. But then <laughs> nice. you, and then you kind of have like it has like Easter, uh, it has sort of references, um, like in like sayings under each duck. So it's like, um, duck nails, uh, duck Norris, because I couldn't get Liam lit because uh, I couldn't figure out what to do with <laughs> Liam Neeson. And then like there's another one where it's like, um, quacky one Kenobi, and it's all just like duck pun <laughs> themes. It's oh, it's fun. ridiculous, but I it it makes I kind of want to like just find all the collectibles just so I can figure out like what all the references he has in this game. Cause he has like everything from Marvel all the way to like DC to star Wars, Indiana Jones. It feels like if he can make a duck reference with like these characters, he's doing it, including like characters that are already ducks. Like he has like dark wing duck and, and fun. Yeah. And the mighty duck kind of like mighty ducks. And so it's cool. It's, it's sort of like a fun little game. Um, and I've been playing outside of that. Is that on Game What's Pass? Up? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but is that on Game Pass? No, no. Oh. It's on Xbox. Um, and No, it's not on Game Pass, but it is on Xbox. The next game I will say is on Game Pass that I've been playing, and we talked so much shit about it that I feel bad, but it is Grand Theft Auto V. Like, Grand Theft Auto V. I, I, like, I played it just because I wanted to see how it plays on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Because and? Game Pass is on the Steam Deck. Oh, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, sure really phenomenal oh my goodness like okay it is a game that you know like i wanted to see how well it would run on a handheld console because it's like the most massive game i can think of and game pass runs flawless on that steam deck and wow oh my goodness and having gta in a portable sense like (laughs) especially gta 5 i was like this is this is wizardry we're living in a world that i cannot comprehend anymore but were you playing the cloud version of that game? Yeah, yeah, I played the cloud okay. version. But it's I played the cool cloud though. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but to have it in a handheld, yeah, though, I'm like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, you know, I, I am a huge fan of the cloud service that Game Pass has to offer. Right? Like, I think that's awesome because it saves you so much space on your on your on your hard drive, right? Or or disk space. Um, do people still use disk space? I don't know. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> like that's an old term, but. Uh, but I tried playing Venma on the cloud, and there were so many people playing it that oh, what? Yeah, it took a lot. It was like I was queued up, and they're like, "Sorry for the wait," and I'm like, "Holy crap! I'm just gonna download this." So I just downloaded. There's queues now. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if there's a lot of people playing the game, it you are queued up to play it. Like, oh, I've never experienced that before. You haven't? Oh, I have. I've never have. Yeah, there was another game too that I experienced that. Um, it was a very po- when oh it was Redfall when Redfall released, <laughs> uh, the queue lo- queue for that was really long to get into it from the cloud <gasps> from a cloud perspective. If I downloaded mm-hmm. it, I wouldn't have that issue. But because I yeah, was playing sure. versus cloud, uh, there's a lot of traffic. It was slowing me down. It was slowing everything down. So yeah, Starfield's gonna be like heavy this like in a couple of weeks. Like, I cannot imagine what Starfield's queue is gonna be like. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like. I want to download that one, but also that's going to be so massive that I don't want to download that one. <laughs> uh, I have to like clear everything off my my internal hard drive. I don't have an external hard drive um, like the, the Seagate one that you can buy. Um, you have an S or S? X. I have S. I have S. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah, yeah. That that's gonna take up some meaty space. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of like, uh, maybe I'll just let everybody play it for a while, and then maybe the maybe the interest will drop off. I doubt it, but maybe, and then I can jump in. I don't know. You're we'll better see. than me. I'm playing that thing day one. <laughs> day one. I'm yeah. getting all those sandwiches day one. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I should play it day one too. Uh, any other games you're playing? Um, besides those two, those are like the mo- uh, the other games I'm kind of playing are kind of like under like review embargo. So like, okay. yeah, we'll talk about those in a future episode. Okay. But Roger, without further ado, let's go on to our next segment of the show, which is our video game news Wait, segment. Hold on. Ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> there we oh, go. You heard it, everyone. The swoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, was- swoosh, yeah. All right, so everyone, we we like to play a little game here called Is This Everything, Something, or Absolutely Nothing? And I'm going to list out some some news segments of the show, and Roger's going to tell me if this is everything, something, or nothing. But before we do that, Roger, I got a surprise question for you today. Oh, I thought you were going to say a surprise guest. I have a surprise guest. (laughs) It's my dog. It's right behind the guest. Exactly. 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 But now, um, so lately, you know, we've we've hit this like plateau in the lotto numbers, like where it's reached a crazy amount, like absolutely ridiculous amount. I think like a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, it was like in the billions. And I think this latest one is also now scheduled to be a billion. This is how much I don't pay attention to that. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, a billion dollars, uh, Roger. A billion dollars. Uh, so, yeah. so this isn't necessarily Xbox news, but I'm going to oh. make it. Oh. And this is how. So, Roger, if you won a billion dollar lotto, how would mm. your gaming life change? In mm. Both as a gamer and uh, as an Xbox gamer, how would yeah. your life change? Good question. I have actually thought about this a lot. Like, if I if I had a lot of money, <laughs> what would I do with it? Right? Like, you know. But so, a couple things. One. Uh, I would produce a lot more content because this is all I would do <laughs> full time. And I would actually like some people don't know this, but like we don't get paid to do this show. Like, I know it's shocking. I know it's shocking. But I would actually hire you, Sebastian, to be on my staff. And <laughs> and and we would have a awesome gaming platform to talk and not not like do you play games but that that we talk about games right so like reviews and stuff like that so yes i would build i would build an empire around gaming journalism <laughs> uh that's when i was first start my money that's where i was first start spending my money the second thing i would do is build an arcade in my house because i want to have an arcade in my house and i have one stand-up machine that's a pac-man machine and it's like a, a arcade one up which i love i love one arcade up i'm not trying to down that at all uh, but i have a pac-man arcade i would love to have miss pac-man and donkey kong and and a bunch of pinball machines and just a room of just arcades <laughs> right like i would love that and then third i would open up a barcade that where i would do the podcast and everything in the back of the barcade but then the front would be the barcade and people would come in and i'd call it like i don't know i'd probably call it my company gamerhead so i'd probably call it something like that right and uh yeah so those that's what i'd be spending my money I th- i've been thinking a lot about that stuff yeah i love it i absolutely love it <laughs> how would you spend the money Man, I'm having an Xbox Series X in every damn room in my house. If it has a door, it's getting the Xbox. Yeah, I mean, you'll no use way. it as a de- you'll use it as a doorstop too. Like, oh, that door needs to <laughs> needs to stay open. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. gonna use the Xbox X to keep that door open. Every single room is having an Xbox. I am cloud gaming or playing an Xbox in every room. If you know the bathroom, the closet, <laughs> every single every single room is having a game. Like and they're Xbox all on, in it. so that you just like yeah. you just like take over. Like oh, uh, I was just in the bedroom. Now I have to go to the bathroom. I'll just I just have my controller with me. Oh look at this! I'll just oh wait, I don't even have a controller with me. I'll just use the one in the bathroom, and it's gold plated. And I'm continuing my game from from when I was two minutes in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I'd be like, nah, man, I'm a, I'm a pause and turn this Xbox off, and then I go into the bathroom and I just turn on the next Xbox, <laughs> the next Xbox, and oh, then I was man. like, I'm gonna continue playing where I left off. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Exactly. That, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, you know, the only thing I don't like about um going from Xbox to Xbox is like on my, I have an <laughs> Xbox Series X and an Xbox Series S. Okay. If you're playing a, a game, like say, if I'm playing my Xbox Series X. I have to like quit that game so it can get the latest like upload, oh. um, the, the latest update from my yeah. other like experience. Yeah. So I do have that split second where everything has to reboot. So it's almost yeah. like playing on a PS5 where I just have to. It's not quick resume doesn't exist in that scenario if yeah, I'm just going yeah. for Xbox to Xbox. So I might just say, hey. This room is for indies. This room is specifically for this level of indie games. This this is my Starfield rooms, my wow. living room and my game room, and then wow. all the rest of them. I kind of have like certain games I play in certain rooms. Yeah, I, I, can I just point out one thing? What's up? My plan involved hiring you on my staff. Your plan had nothing to do with me whatsoever. That was I haven't I gotten I haven't gotten to the rest of my plan yet. Oh, okay, okay. I just, I just want to, I just want to I'll, point this out that my my plan initially started with hiring you. Like that's where it started. That was the first step. First step into world domination is hire Sebastian on my staff. Yours I, is I love it. Put an Xbox in every room. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad that I fit into your overall plan of world domination if you win or if you win the lottery. But no, please proceed. Continue yeah, on. I I I <laughs> you're in the rankings. It's okay, just okay, like, okay. You just want sure. the number one ranking system. <laughs> I just want to know where I fall now. Am I five? Yeah, for sure. Am I six? Am I 10? Sure. Where, where am I? Where am I in this plan of yours? At least in top six. At least okay. in top wow. Six. Wow. I was hoping the top three, top six. At least okay. in the top six. Wow. You know, I'm doing all the, like, all the, like, I'm stupid rich <laughs> stuff before I really get into the, all the business stuff, Roger. Yeah, you're going to have any money left when you actually get to the business stuff. You're going to be like, I would have hired you. But the five things preceded you. I spent all my money on those things. The, the crazy thing is, it's like I'm still, I'm still a, like I'm like super frugal <laughs> in life. Everyone, so like, oh, I would see. I so like if I'm looking for an Xbox and stuff like that, I'm still probably gonna be like, I'm gonna go to Facebook Marketplace <laughs> to see if I can talk these guys down <laughs> a little bit. See if I can talk these guys down. <laughs> I'm like I see. Aren't you the billionaire? Right I am, but uh, yeah, I am. can I get that Xbox Series S for like two fifty from you? <laughs> two fifty and, and like two fifty, and I'll give you a like a Bath and Butterworks coupon, man. <laughs> let me. Let, what can we barter a little bit? Like, yeah, what can we barter? Uh, I was yeah, like, aren't you the billionaire? Never mind that. <laughs> no, no, I am not a billionaire, man. Yeah, that, <sighs> you, that was some other brother who looks like me. Yeah, yeah, like, that's not me. Not, not me. Not, not me at all. Not me. 
so like yeah outside of that though um i think i'd do the same thing like i think like just start a really cool outlet and really just hardcore go into some content strategies and different things like that and then yeah and probably i don't know man starting an outlet and like also starting a i don't know starting an indie studio would be pretty cool Mm. too like a really cool studio to where you can kind of do like maybe like a five to six hour like hour like triple like double egg style narrative game like oh hmm. maybe like an uncharted type of game oh that would so be would sweet. you be the creative director of it or would you just be like i'm the ceo and i hire people to just create i'm hiring everybody like i'm i'm hiring everyone because i i want to have like you said um before our show i want to have smart people around me yeah to where like yeah i i, I want to be like the president and i want to have a cabinet that sort of thing that's would you have I any have voice a... in the games that are being made or would you be like nah just create your own games I just want to no, make no. money off of your games. No, <laughs> I just want to make the money. <laughs> I don't want to be the incubator. I want to be like, I want to basically be like the guy who's like, okay, so everyone pitch your, your top five ideas and okay. let's see. Yeah. Like collectively, let's vote on whose idea is probably the best one we should roll with. But mm. it has to be within these three type of genres. Like, okay. and I'll give out three genres on the thing. Wow. So, wow. And they're yeah. like, like, I can't work for this guy. It can't be pigeonholed into, into genres. What is this? Yeah. They'd probably be like, <laughs> it's time to strike. It's time to strike. <laughs> we didn't even make a game yet. And my no, staff they, quit after I'd the first like, meeting. <laughs> I'd be like, man. Uh, the HR lady pulled me to the side and said, like, hey, we got a revolt on our hands. How are you going to smooth this over? And you're and I'm like, like, I have an HR person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, uh, I had some foresight to just hire the HR person at the very first How did I hire beginning. you? When, who are you? Well, you hired exactly. me as like the second person you hired. Your first person should have been Roger, but you didn't hire Roger. You hired him six in command. And it turns out he's the one leading the revolt. <laughs> that's, that's actually how <laughs> You know. Roger was the person who brought in the unnecessary smoothie machine yeah. when he got hired. <laughs> he got hired at the same time you brought in the smoothie machine. Yeah. Like, like, hey, I have I have priorities, Sebastian. I have yeah. I have priorities. Turns out that 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 smoothie machine really put us over budget. Uh, as we had to get let let him go, but we still have the smoothie, smoothie machine because of it. <laughs> I'd be like, we can't let Roger go. Cut back on the bananas and strawberries. <laughs> Cut back on the bananas and strawberries. I I do question though. Do do smoothie machines truly have bananas and strawberries in them, or not? No, because... no, no. We got we still gotta go to like Kroger or like Walmart or something and buy the yeah. buy the produce. Oh, we should do like that. that. We should do that when we go to Seattle. We should try uh different foods at different places and ask them questions like is there real bananas and smooth is there real bananas <laughs> and strawberries in a smoothie or is this just a what is this machine made of we we're gonna that's gonna be our investigative reporting when we go out to see i love Sebastian. it i love it for everyone listening we'll be at um seattle during um for pax west in a couple yeah. of weeks yeah. you know so if you do see us you know um say hello and also tell us <laughs> your favorite smoothie flavors yeah be. yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. and, and also so we know us- you listen Pitch us why we should hire you when we become billionaires. That is that. That's what we need. That, yeah. Do not bring us your resume. Just pitch us. Yeah, just pitch, just us. pitch us. We don't want to see your resume. Just, <laughs> just off the cuff. Just pitch us why we should hire you. Right on. I the love spot. it. 
And we will tell you it. whether or not we would hire you right on that spot. I love it, Roger. But you're going to be um, like, I, I want to get your feedback. Do you want to be head of creative for this Ooh. whole process? Oh, or do you? Yeah. Or do you want to be like um, the designer head head of like, no, not, uh, like, no, no. I'll be no, head. Of you don't want to be that. I'll be head, head of, creative. of creative. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Because I, I don't I, I want to pitch ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to actually like I don't want to be the one that has to build them because I can't do that. Uh, my my unity skills are not that good, Sebastian. Like I know how to do like a couple things, but I can't really build anything to be truthful. I built one thing and, I, and it's not very good. No, it's actually it's OK. But uh, that is not my strength. My strength is coming up with fluffy ideas <laughs> and let other people build it. I love it. Somebody's going to steal my million dollar idea, but like one of the first things I would probably do is like I Hades is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely. Dude, make Hades, Hades too. <laughs> no, no, I you know, I would sort of rip off of Hades a little bit, but like I, you know, I the reason why I think like there's one particular like IP that has never been done well in video games. And I think the Hades formula is how you do it well. Oh. And I think that's Superman in a Hades style game. Okay. But I'm sorry, I didn't but, mean to laugh. No, I just laugh it's at cool. Superman. I just laugh at Superman. It's yes, cool. Okay. Yeah, Superman yeah. has never been done well in video games before. Yeah, yeah, and so. it like and it's the power scaling issue. He's always yeah. too powerful. Yeah. He's always you can't have fun with that. No, but, so I'm like you can't. How if can you, you lose if you're Superman? Exactly. So I'm like, if you put him on War World or like War World, mm. where he's like, where all the combatants are roughly the, either the same power as him or like he has to slowly like get his abilities back throughout mm. your adventuring and such like that, where mm. he's like, he's been like shot, uh, like they basically shoot him with the like injection of the red sun or like, mm. or like, or like slight kryptonite poisoning to where like as you progress, you slowly get stronger and stronger as you go back. And then ultimately, you become what you we become with um with Zag in um Hades, which is a superpower god. Mm. You know, mm. you and each run you can get different powers from Superman's like movesets and such like that. Yeah, it's the I only like way it. I, I like know that. how to. Yeah, I like I'm it. like I can't think of how Superman. I can't think of how a good Superman game would play other than the Hades style. Well, I'll point. tell you. I'll tell you. What's that? You are a villain to fight Superman. Oh, that's a good one. But I feel like I feel like. This is uh, this is also why people aren't excited about the Suicide Squad game because mm. I'm like you don't want to. No one wants to play as Lex Luthor. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? Though, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's interesting. Sorry, I know we're kind of going off Go topic ahead. here, but I'm, I'll just mention this. I when I played DC Universe Online, have you played that? Mm-hmm. Ever? Yeah, I always sure. made Love a villain it. in Met- Metropolis because I wanted the blue streak to come down, and I was just going to kick his butt because I am not. Mm-hmm. A I am. I do not like Superman. I do not like I can Superman. understand. He is I can understand that. Too powerful. Like you said, there's no balancing of his powers. And uh he's too like too Boy black Scottish. and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's like either this or that. Like there's no gray in between, right? And he has to always do the like, well, I'll do the right thing. I'm like, but maybe what you think is the right thing isn't the right thing. Uh, where that's why I'm a huge fan of Batman because he operates in the gray and he's very much like, like there's more nuance to his character. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, who's Superman's greatest villain? Lex Luthor. Why is he Superman's greatest villain? Not because of super strength, not because of anything else, because he's intelligent, right? And like Superman is not that smart. He's really not. He's not smart. No, Batman. Bruce like, Wayne is super smart. Batman is yeah. not. Yeah. 
I mean, that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, if you like, and I know we're, we're the ideal like topic of the show basically is like, how do you create a good Superman (laughs) game? But like, (laughs) you know, like, where do we go? How do we go? How do we get here? Where do we go from here? Right. Oh, I was talking about my billion dollar like game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'm like, I, that's the only reason why I'm like, maybe the Hades style is the only way I like see Mm. that actually working is like. You depower him and you slowly get his powers back up. But like each run is a different power set. Like Hmm. maybe you have like uh, maybe you figure out like flight, which is basically like gliding and then like ice on one play the run and something like that. Maybe you figure out like different ways that he can get his powers back. But at the end of the day, like after he loses in the Coliseum. Which is like the which is basically what World War is. It's a giant coliseum. Yeah. Like he gets he gets injected with that kryptonite shot every single time that knocks him mm. back down to pedestal. Mm. And he's just there. He's there to do the run for all these people's amusement. You know why I would never do a superhero game? So I can't work for you. I can't work for your company. Okay, it's all good. But, yeah, we'll, we'll have you on the side game. <laughs> okay, we'll okay. have you on the side okay, game. Okay. But do you know why I would never do a super, uh, Superman game or any superhero game? Uh, because of licensing stuff uh that's one reason but the other the main reason would be uh you'll never have fans like you like it doesn't matter right like you could make if it's too close to the comic book they'll be like oh it's too close to the comic book if you made something brand new oh this never happened in the comic book like you can't win with comic book fans you just can't and i'm one of them you can't i'm one of them i'm i'll i'm guilty as charged like you're wearing a Captain Marvel shirt I'm right wearing, now, so yeah, I get I'm it. wearing the mighty Captain Marvel. I am super like I'm the same way. I'm like, that's not how it was. Or if it's too close, blah, why weren't you more creative with your <laughs> with your the, doing things? Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's hard to do superheroes like I think Marvel did a really good job in the beginning of their movies. Right. I think Marvel's kind of slipping mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like I don't I don't. I don't think Secret Invasion wasn't great. If it, I'm being it honest, was okay. yeah, it wasn't great. It was okay, but at the end, it was just like, huh? No, oh, man, I was disgusted at the end. What but, happened? What was the point of that? What happened? What? What? You know, like what? That was my. Yeah. that was my. That was my response. I was like, what? I love Guardians Three though. I yeah, love Guardians, Guardians Three. Was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Guardians Three was good. Anyway, we should do the news. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, something, <laughs> something, nothing, or everything. Okay, Roger. Right. Indiana Jones. Um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but an Indiana Jones um movie Love came Indiana out Jones. a little little bit yeah, ago. Yeah, no, I saw it twice. Did you now? But yeah. so, like, you were a contributor to this movie because ultimately this movie flopped. Like, did so poorly in the box office right now. And I know you're rolling your eyes right now, but like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. It did not, and it did not do well in the box office, but. So, like, if you're Xbox, do you stay the course with Indiana Jones, like, Indiana Jones video game that was currently being planned? Or mm-hmm. maybe maybe does this tell you, like, the audience isn't quite there? Is that something, like, a report is saying that there might be a pivot from the Indiana Jones game. So, what do you think? Is this something, nothing, or everything? And what would you do in this situation? Mm. Uh, I think it's something, from a news standpoint. I think it's something. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's everything. I don't think it's nothing. I do think it's something. Um, so that's my first answer, right? Like, it, it's, yeah, obviously there's something going on there. The other, the, the second part of the question is, what would I do if I were in charge of of that? Well, the, 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 to, to begin with, I'll speak. I'll speak from an Indiana Jones fan. Indiana Jones is the most 
iconic character for me, like the most the most important character for me, for me, for me personally. I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to school for history and religious studies and anthropology and archaeology because of Indiana Jones. Like I <laughs> studied that. I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Like, it, it, like to this day, he is like I. I just think the world of Indiana Jones. Okay, so, so selfishly, I would want the game to continue. If I'm thinking from a business standpoint, the things I would and ask from myself, Xbox standpoint and from Xbox standpoint, the things I would ask myself is one: How far are we along in development? If it's at the point where it's like over fifty percent done, I think it has too much sunk cost that I would just say finish it. Right? Like, like we are far enough in this game, we sunk all this cost into it. It's dumb at this point not to finish it. Finish it. Because I do think there is a lot of people out there that said, hey, I love Indiana Jones. I didn't like that experience. Well, then maybe maybe this game will give them the experience that they, they're looking for, right? Because like I I like the movie. I, I understand why people had comp- I had problems with it. But I thought it was a great movie. And I thought and I had a really great time with it. But I do want to see Indiana Jones uh, in some of his adventures uh when he's younger and i and i i am looking for another i want to have a really good indiana jones game and 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 i feel like this could be that game right like just i'm super excited for it so but anyway from a business standpoint if i was over 50 percent sunk cost i would say finish it if we're in the preliminary i would seriously do some probably market like it depends on how much development's done. If it's less than fifty percent, if it's like at the twenty to thirty percent done, I would seriously do some market research and say, what is, what are people looking for, right? Like, do is it is it doing well with test uh, groups? Uh, if I were to pitch these ideas, are they so are these test groups? And I would have to do a wide range of of older gamers like me, right? Like, because nostalgia plays a big part into Hawaii. I love Indiana Jones. Uh, but then also to bring in people that like their first Indiana Jones movie movie might have been Dial of Destiny, which why would that be your first Indiana Jones movie? I don't know, but maybe it is, right? Uh, or like those kids that grew up with parents that loved Indiana Jones, but they didn't connect with it. Like I need to know like those different dim- demographics to see where uh, where they fall into their their hype over the game. And and then I would certainly show them footage and features from the game to see what their feedback would be, right? And then depending on that research, that market research, I would say that would determine if it was less than fifty percent, that would determine whether or not I'm gonna sink more costs into it or just say scrap it all. Like this this is not worth it. We don't we're not getting it. But if I'm over fifty percent stay the course the stay the course, right? You already spent all this money on it, just stay the course. I'm I I like that your thought process through all this. I'm so worried about this game because like I'm one of those people who doesn't have the connection to Indiana Jones. I have yeah. seen I have seen four of the movies. I've seen four of the movies. Okay. Still don't have okay. the connection to it. But okay. like okay. and and I respect them for what they are. Like I I I like them for what they are. But what I'm but I I worry because like it's almost very similar to what you said about the the Superman thing about like the superheroes genre. Mm. It's like mm. almost damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of mm. thing, and like you can't make that fan base happy because like uh, that fan base is like you know people who grew up watching Indiana Jones. I don't think I don't you know, and I could be correct like incorrect here, but I don't think there's a whole lot of new younger Indiana Jones fans. I think they're more 
Marvel fans now. Mm-hmm. I think you know, like yeah. I think they're leaning more towards like, oh, I'm a fan of this character from Marvel. I'm a fan of this character from DC. Yeah, and I'm now a fan of this character from Bar. Uh, like I'm a Barbie fan now, but like you, you get what I mean. Like I don't necessarily yeah. know if new. So I think your audience is already like probably under a certain age demographic, and then on the the ones who are over that age demographic, your ideal audience, like a lot of these by nature are going to hate this game just because they didn't live up to their expectations of the IP. And so I'm like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And then you're also like have to live up with is this game even better than its contemporary on the PlayStation side of the things? Because if this is not better than Uncharted, what are you doing? You know, yeah. like Yeah. At that point. So I'm yeah. like, I I I almost would think it would be a lower like low low stakes, like low risk, high reward scenario to almost come out with your own uncharted clone with a brand new hmm. IP. Hmm. And rather than rather than attach the IP of Indiana Jones, which might not be a hot IP anymore. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I, I, the, the other thing that I would say, if I if I own Disney, mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, if I had any influence at Disney, you know what I would do actually, because I own this IP, I would actually make because because you're right because probably people don't have that connection. I would make an animated series of Indiana Jones. Uh, that'd be fun. It it it, it solves the problem. Of where Harrison Ford said, I am Indiana Jones. Nobody else is going to play Indiana Jones. Um, so bring in a voice actor that sounds like Harrison Ford, right? There's plenty of them. Ask Mark Hamill. He can do it. Uh, <laughs> he can do any voice. He, he does. He can do any voice. Uh, but you make an animated version of Indiana Jones. Uh, and then, you know, maybe that's the problem, right? Because, like, yeah, you said, like, it's been, I mean, 89 was when the, the last, uh, the last of the trilogy was done. And then 2008 was when crystal skull, I think came out. And then obviously yeah. this one. Um, so I think crystal skull wasn't real received either though. So I'm like, it's not like a whole lot of people who grew up around that time frame just said, yeah. I'm an Indiana Jones fan. Now crystal skull won me over, you know, it's interesting though. Crystal skull actually made the most money, like money wise, like money wise, mm-hmm. like not if you're going to look at base of inflation, uh, Raiders made the most money, but yeah. if you looked at like truly just like n- just number money wise, like Crystal Skull actually made mo- the most money out of all three movies, which is weird to me. But I think people were really excited about Indiana Jones coming back, um, and mm-hmm. I do think that game that movie did leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because it was weird. It kind of was weird. It was different. Um, but I think that's where I think the game could, if if it captures that essence of like fighting against nazis Nazis. yeah like (laughs) fighting against nazis searching for relics like i think that's the part that people liked about the indiana jones movies because it was he was searching for relics outside the shankara stone so those are real uh outside of outside (laughs) of those uh, the relics he was looking for, like people are like, oh, like I get that, like the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. or the Holy Grail, like I get those things, right? And really, like those stories, like not so much Raiders, but like the the Holy Grail was really not about getting the Holy Grail. It was the Holy Grail is the relationship between the pa- the the father and the son, like that was what mm-hmm. the movie really was about, right? And uh, and, and and this new movie. Sorry, I'm totally going off of like. No, no, this is good points though. Uh, but but the new movie was really about his getting older and like 
what like where we saw Indiana Jones being very brash and and being very you know bold in early adventures like he went through a lot of stuff in the new movie like he 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 got older he he's being kind of <clears throat> irrelevant in his own mm-hmm. time interesting because like his irrelevancy which he feels like he kind of feels like I'm becoming irrelevant because of all the changes that are happening in his world in in Indiana Jones world I would I I dare I say the same things happening in pop culture like his relevancy is kind of disappearing I don't know I hope not but maybe I he don't is know. amazing in the show that um just aired on Apple TV called Shrinking yeah I heard I heard with oh it's so and, good and let me take that back it didn't mean Harrison Ford I meant Indiana yeah. Jones right like. Indiana mm-hmm. Jones influence in pop culture is that being is that irrelevant now? I don't know. I I, 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 I would like not to. I would like to think as an Indiana Jones fan, I like to think no, he still has relevancy. But you know, it might just be one of those franchises that goes dormant for a while until like it ultimately gets rebooted. Like it's one yeah. of those things to where I'm like, you know, like Dune for example. There was a lot of Dune yeah. Dune fans back in the day, yeah. but like I don't even then. Like I think a lot of like i don't think there was anywhere near as many dune fans back in the day <laughs> as there is now where like yeah. these movies are bringing in a lot of new audience yeah with a high budget with a higher class of story i'm just you know maybe that's that's the thing with um franchises that kind of struggle like i'm glad terminator is getting a break because yeah. i'm like it felt like those terminator movies were just getting worse and worse the more they came out <laughs> you know like it really did and yeah you know so I don't know. I, I'm wondering about Indiana Jones as as far as the games because, like, when you were talking about, like, how you kind of get to fight Nazis and, and find relics, I was just like, why don't they just put money into making Wolfenstein, like, the next <laughs> Wolfenstein game at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I'm also thinking, I'm like, you also have another franchise, like, you also have could, like, buy another franchise that's probably available for sale right now in Tomb Raider. And just yeah. put a lot of your IP in that because Xbox can buy those those kind of franchises now. Yeah, I'm like they could just do that, and I'm like, it seems like there are a lot of like it doesn't seem like the demand is like absolutely there and can't be fulfilled by other outlets. Yeah, is is all I'm saying, and that yeah. that's the more so the word what I'm worried about because I do think there's a fandom there. It's just I don't necessarily know if that fandom is going to represent super hard in the gaming sphere. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, hopefully, for sure, hopefully, for sure. they, I, I hope that they don't scrap it. I mean, for your sake, I hope that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> for your Thanks. sake, I Thanks. really do, man. I, Thanks. I wish. Yeah. So next up, we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming to PlayStation Four and Xbox One. For some reason, this game came out earlier this year, and it came out for just next gen consoles. And now, it, according to a new report, it looks like the Jedi Survivor, um, the Jedi Fallen Order sequel, is now being heavily developed and trying to be ported over to the last gen consoles. Is this something, nothing, or everything for you, Roger? <laughs> uh, so the first thing I would say is like how. Because the current gen consoles had a struggle with it. So, like, I'm like, how? Uh, Why? I think that's a better question. Why? Yeah, I think, I think, I think their hopes are that there's enough people that have old gen consoles that haven't bought the new gen consoles that they'll be able to market to those people. Like, because I think, okay, is it something nothing or, 
everything, right? That was the things, right? Yeah. Everything, something or nothing. I think it's something. I mean, only reason I say it's something is because it's not so much that the games are going, that game is going to the old consoles. It's more of like, what do our mark, what do the marketing people for both Xbox? I mean, not, <laughs> sorry, not Xbox or PlayStation. What mm-hmm. do the market people think that work at Respawn EA, and, yeah. and EA, right? Why are they looking at old consoles to bring their games there? And my guess is they think there's a bigger player base on those old consoles than they're on the new consoles. I, that's my only guess, right? Is why would they bring a game there? Is because they feel like, well, there's probably a bigger bear, gamer base that we can market to. And we didn't sell enough of those copies on the newer one. Maybe it's because they're all still playing on old systems. That's, that's my only, that's why I say it's something because I think there's something where the marketing people are like, Hmm. <laughs> Either the games are not selling well on the new systems, or there's not enough people that have new systems that our sales weren't high enough, right? Because like not everybody that has a new system is going to buy. It. I didn't buy the game. Not everybody that has new systems are going to buy that game. So if the number of user base is not that great that has the new systems, then your percentage your percentage is already small about the numbers that you're going to sell. And then, and then out of that, your numbers are going to be small because not everybody's going to buy it. So then you're probably looking like, how do we market to a lower, to lower markets so that way I can tap into that user base. That's my guess. I, I think you're right. Uh, I, I'm going to put this as everything just because I think this is everything. Like, I think this is stupid and I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) Like, I think you're absolutely right. I think I get the logic behind that. As Kylo Ren from Star Wars said, let the past die. It is time that we leave these old forgotten fossil consoles behind, kick them in the dirt, kick kick, uh, kick them in the dirt, open up like open up the basically the hole in the dirt and just throw them in and mm-hmm. then put the just bury them completely because it is time, everybody. It is past time. We are at the current systems now. We we can't just keep calling these Xbox One and like the PS4 the current system. This we're now in the current system that is PS5 and Xbox Series S and X. So let's support these. And now, if you want to play Jedi Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor on the best consoles available, get the best console available. And I get it. There's a whole lot of people on that la- on like where in basically in the dirt with that old console, and I understand. But, everybody, you do not want to play this game on that old dusty console. Trust me. The load times are going to be terrible. You know, it came out already in a buggy state originally for PS5 and Xbox Series S. It runs phenomenally well now. But I digress. This might be a cyberpunk situation, everybody. Do you want that? And then also, EA Respawn, quit judging your early sales. The Sales this year don't matter. Let's just put it like this. You came out, you chose to come out, and I and I get it, and I get why you did this. But you chose to come out right around Zelda time and Diablo time when games are now $70 a piece. Everybody ain't got $70 to just be throwing out like this. Like, let your game sh- like show some longevity and then judge whether or not. Like, can mm-hmm. we can we wait until this time next year and maybe see hey? Is it worth the effort to get more fan base? Because, like, let's let a holiday season roll around. Yeah. And then, like, determine, like, let some people go back and play the games that they didn't miss. Because right now, $70 plus $70 plus $70 equals broke fools out here. Can we just, can we be real? Yeah. But I think that's interesting, though. Like, so a a couple things I want to, I want to 
I'm going to color yeah. you on a couple points if you wouldn't. If you oh, don't I mind. love that. Go ahead. Um, so I think of like the game. It's a controversial game. I'm going to bring it up though. Hogwarts Legacy is controversial mm-hmm. because of a certain somebody, right? And there's yeah. what they've been saying. Uh, that's what makes just that IP controversial. But mm-hmm. that came to PlayStation 4. And I played it both on S. Xbox S and PlayStation 4 because like I want I want my own game and then the kids can play on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> the quality is the same. The quality is the same. There's no like I was shocked. Shocked that when you walk in the rooms there's no like super load times. It's the same thing as the S. I walked in a room, the door's open. I was like I thought this was great. You right? you walk around the castle like there's there's a couple times where like you're moving into new zones and there's loading times there. But those were the same that were on the PlayStation 4. And I was, like, shocked by that. And then I thought to myself, why? I don't know if there – I don't know, and I could be wrong. I don't know if there's a lot of games that are, are like, tapping into – or the new systems are enough horsepower to be, like, look how fan- different – like a bigger difference between the games that are being built now on that system versus the old system. I I think that's why the user system, that's why the, there's a couple things. The user base may have stuck to the older systems because of the fact that they don't see the value. Like they don't see like, why do I need to buy a new system? Like it, there's not that big of a difference between the old and the new. Secondly, it's expensive. The new system's expensive. Mm-hmm. Third, they are. You know, so if I'm going to spend seventy dollars, already have a system. I'm going to. I'm not going to buy a five hundred dollars system and then spend seventy dollars to get this game if I can have it on the old system. And then third is uh, the systems at the at the time when they launched were were really hard to get. Not they're not so much anymore. But at the time, and that's when the hype was. And there's no hype around these systems anymore. So I think like people like EA and Respawn and other companies are like. How do we (laughs) – there was the user – like I said, the user base may not be that big on these new systems because when the hype was being generated for these new systems, they didn't have the supply to meet the demand, and then it just shriveled up. So now what do you do, right? You come up with a new IP. You come up with a new game. What are you going to do when, like – you can't tap into the, you have to, you have to look at the old user base. You have to. And I, I get what you're saying because there's, we can't move forward uh, as no. like a game industry. If we keep putting stuff on the old systems, but from a marketing standpoint, like there's not enough users in the new systems to justify sales. I guess that's, that's the thing. Yeah, it is. And this is like the, this is like the, I guess you could say the catch-all like issue that's been happening for every generation when we get a new console. I'm like, yeah. when is the cutoff point? At one point, is like sales going to be financially st- stable enough that we can just let the past die, so to speak, and cut off, you know, cut off the dead weight? So it's like, I I get it. It's all it's been that way for a very long time now. It's just like, I don't think there's a better time than now at this point because mm-hmm. like I get the like. This, the console's been out since 2020, and I get, let's not count those first two years, because that was the pandemic part, and it was hard to find, and we had all the issues going on in the world. But now we are at a point to where I'm like, these consoles are readily available, and I get it. Like, I completely am human right there. I understand these are expensive consoles that cost an arm and a leg, and mm-hmm. I get that point. It's just, at some point... um, 
I do think, especially I'll concede on this, like third party studios, I think that you're right. They, they need a slower cutoff time than first parties. And I, I think by this time next year, it should be that cutoff point. Like as, as, as opposite of like what we see on the first party side of things, I feel like now we are starting to see that, that cutoff point. Starfield is not going to be available for the Xbox one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Starfield's not going to be Forza. I don't think it, it, unless you play the cloud version is also not going to be available. So I'm like, yeah. like Xbox needs that bad because Xbox one was like behind the PS4 around that time. So I'm yeah. like, Xbox for sure needed that cutoff time. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it's just, yeah. And now on PlayStation, I think God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West was the last of the, the cross gen Spider-Man specifically for PS5. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's one of those to where I'm like, I'm glad these, these, are kind of like we're getting there we i understand i i completely understand so moving on to the next story we got um baldur's gate is not coming to xbox right now uh, like baldur's gate 3 one of the big big arm like crpgs that's coming out um very shortly as when you're hearing this it'll already be out but like baldur's gate's not coming to xbox anytime soon due to like the xbox series s it is reported there's a lot of um development process that's very different from the s versus the x Mm. and a different completely almost completely different version of the game is what the studio said um this led to a a little bit of back and forth on twitter or as we call it now x i believe Mm, is what the people what the kids are calling into the streets do you tweet now or do you suggest do you x i don't understand what do you what is that what is that i I guess you're pushing x's out into the street i don't know what you're doing yeah i don't know what you're doing yeah but Anyways, they put a giant X sign on their corporate office and then was forced to take it down due to complaints of, yeah. of the X sign being too bright. So yeah. I don't think they know what they're doing right now. But I digress. Is this something, nothing or everything that developers are now starting to complain that the development cycle for the Series X is a little different and thus than the Series X? I don't know. It's probably something. But mm-hmm. I feel like... Like you said, the system's been out for a couple of years now. Now, it does take a couple of years to develop a game, and so Baldur's Gate probably was being built. Uh, I think it's six be- years. Yeah. So, so right. So, like, they're probably given, here's what the specs are for the X- Xbox Series X, if you're going to bring it over here. And then they're like, oh, well, we also have this S. And they're like, hmm, that's kind of hard to build for that because we've, built our specs for the x we worked on it for six years okay so games that have long development tails yes that's gonna be a problem right it's gonna be a problem because they're being released now but their development tail was six years prior so they were building based on specs uh that they knew just about the x and now about the s that's a problem for for games like Baldur gate that are coming out now it's not gonna be a problem going forward because people know this like games that are being developed now they're like okay we know there's a difference we just we just optimized differently for both so they come to both systems i don't i say it's something actually i'm gonna say it's nothing i'm gonna change okay because i I I don't i I don't think it's gonna be an issue i think it's an issue for Baldur's Gate because they are in development prior to the launch of the systems so they didn't know they just knew probably some specs right so they're building towards those specs but they didn't know that they didn't know there was probably two different systems like how would they know that uh but nowadays like developers want all that and they'll just build accordingly so i think this is something only because i think this might lead to a trend that xbox might get 
like major third party games like six six months to a year later. Like I think they like might get they're still going to get that port, but I think it might be like an extended wait time, maybe even three months. Maybe I'm being a little extreme there with the year part, maybe three months to six months later. But I think like this might lead to a slower like port time for like what would have been a day and date Xbox release. I, I think that'd be I think that's a fair statement for games that are in development prior to the system's release. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like now, like a developer now knows what the kits are. Like, I think they'll mm-hmm. struggle if a new SKU comes out and it's a different, it's a different hardware and everything that they would struggle with that. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I feel like when you're building something with like a known if, quality, with a known yeah. quantity, like, you, you know, like, Oh, this is this, these are the specs for that. Because like, even I'm thinking like how, how do you build something like uh, I, I I don't know if they're using like real uh, real um um how real, is it? real time real engine for five yeah, like four yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I don't know if they're doing that or if they're using Unity or whatever but I'm, I'm thinking like at least with like Unity I think like when you build something like they'll put the new system on there so then you know like oh what the specs are and then you'll know like oh i need to optimize it for that so if the specs are not there like it's kind of hard to build for it so yeah i i see what you're saying but i i really do think that because the the, i think games that are being developed now that are like today if it starts today if development starts today they'll know what the specs are if it's going to take them eight years to build it that's going to be a problem for the next generation of the systems that come out but if it's like my development uh, timeline is two years, I think they'll be fine. So, you know, like to further illustrate it, it said like um, there were some technical if- issues going on with the Series S version versus like things that were running really well on the Series X version. Um, another issue besides the technical difficulties, like just to be very specific, is a huge technical hurdle is that we are unable to release this game on the ecosystem without the feature of split screen on the Series S. For some reason, like split, like split screen is working on the X, but not on the S. And mm. that's kind of like a key feature. So for some mm. reason, like it seems like some features aren't quite working as well on the S versus the X. Yeah. I, I also think there's a, an issue of transparency on the Xbox side of things. Yeah. Like, like, hey, specs are a little bit different on the S, right? Like... Like mm-hmm. there was a miscommunication that's happening there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, so I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if this becomes a trend or if this becomes nothing like you're saying. Our last story, um, uh, our last story is basically R.I.P. to the games leaving GameStop. Uh, like that's a GameStop leaving Game Pass <laughs> and the ones that are actually um, also and awoke GameStop. Yeah, I also leave a GameStop, probably. But um, also, like, a a welcome or celebratory welcome to the games that are coming on Game Pass. But um, so, as of right now, the ones that just left Game Pass are Dreamscaper, Expedition Rome, Marvel's Avengers, the Definitive Edition, The Ascent, and Two Point Campus. Um, Those are the ones that are leaving. Do any of these, you know, like as we say, the our give our funeral to all these games Mm. that are leaving Game Pass. Mm. Do you have any things you want to say, sweet nothings or anything you want to say to these (laughs) games? Um, 
Marvel Avengers was okay as a single player game. I I never played as a multiplayer game. I heard that that's where people really wanted it to shine and it didn't for them. Get it? Um, Dreamscaper. I know. I, 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 I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't a big fan of that game. I just wasn't mm-hmm. like, it's okay. It's not a bad game, but it just, I just, I just, I didn't connect with it. It felt, have you played that game? Have you played that game? Yeah, I, I dropped out pretty fast. If I'm yeah. being honest, I, I didn't. I reviewed it. I it reviewed okay. I just I just didn't feel like it. Just didn't. There wasn't enough there that I'm like, whoa, this is so different. And I like, it was cool concepts. Just it just I don't know. It just didn't hit with me. Uh, and the other games, I, I I really I don't know. I never really played, so I don't know. I guess sad. I, I don't yes. know. I guess it depends on what games we're getting instead. So what are what is coming to Game Pass? Okay, okay. So that's a very good segue. What is coming to Game Pass and for August 2023? Um, we got a lot. Uh, this this kind of seems like it's kind of like a really cool lineup here because we got um, Celeste, which is a Hall of Fame platformer. If you've never played Celeste, um, we got a short hike, which is very very good walking simulator type of game um bro force forever yeah yeah we got bro sorry, Force. i really for- love bro fest have you played bro force ever no i've not oh my god it's so good bro force is so good everybody go out and play bro force this month it is so good okay sorry continue okay okay uh like the energy limbo which is a really good um puzzler game if you're into that and then um airborne kingdom and everspace 2 these are all the games oh, coming out. Oh, Everspace 2. Game I'm Pass. excited about that game. Yeah, it's specifically Cloud and Xbox Series S and X on the Everspace 2. The rest of them are looking like they're coming out for um, Cloud, Console, and PC, by the way, okay. everybody. Okay. Yeah, so the, so we got a pretty good lineup. RIP to the um, our fallen soldiers who are leaving Game Pass. <laughs> may you may you find success in other venues. Um <laughs> But to you new arrivals, we say welcome ye. Um, we hope that you enjoy your stay. And we hope it's long and fruitful and that people enjoy the hell out of you. So, yeah. Roger, with that, with all that said and done, um, what are you looking forward to playing um, until our next episode? Uh, I'm going to finish Vemba. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to get my hands on some Broforce. Uh, I'm I played it on I played on the on the on the uh, Switch. I have it on the Switch, but uh, but it's a great game. It's so much. It's so fun. It's so good, and there's so many cultural references, like Indiana Bros and like uh, <laughs> Chuck Bro Bro. I think I think it's it Chuck Norris, but it's Chuck Broris or something. I don't know. Oh, I love that. Like they they throw Bro into it, right? Like. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like I don't know. It's like they throw bro into everything. It's so it's so good. You have to play this game. Like it is fantastic. Um Everspace 2 looks intriguing to me. I liked I liked what I saw at the uh the Xbox ID showcase. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, those are the games I'd be most looking forward to. What about you? Oh man, I'm I'm gonna be playing some more of Vimba. Um, I'm you know I'm determined to finish that one. Um, that's right up my alley. I I'm definitely gonna finish that one. Um, on based on your recommendation, I'll I'll see if I can get to Bro Force yeah! forever. Yeah, and, and try it out. I think Bro and, Force Forever has like more to it. It might even be the sequel. I'm not sure, but it's really good. Yeah, is it a beat 'em up? No, it's like Metal Slug. Like think of oh, it like okay. Metal Slug, like that. Like 
oh. that type of game. Oh, okay, that sounds cool. And then, um, so what is the other one I'm going to be playing? Um, yeah, um, right around the time we are probably going to be releasing our next episode, I'm be probably playing um, WrestleQuest. Yeah, so, WrestleQuest. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, I, I forgot. I I mean, uh, not that I forgot. I want to. Oh, mm-hmm. that's coming. Oh my God, that's coming out soon. Yeah, next week. Oh my the time God, of I our recording. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah. I gotta play that game too. So we got so, yeah. we got a lot of. I'm playing a lot of JRPGs right now. If I'm being honest, so I'm like, yeah, that that's another one, uh, another RPG. I'm looking forward to getting my mitts on. So, Roger, um, that is it for today's episode of Game Pass Guru. Before we go, though, where can the good people find you? Um, so I'm going to give you a, a list, a plethora of places you can find me. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter X, X Twitter, previous Twitter, previously known as Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it's called now. Uh, that's at Nintendoraj. Uh, you can also find the other show that I do, too, is Gamerheads. You can find that on the formerly known as uh, Twitter uh, at Game Gamerheads Pod. Um, I'm Blue Sky. You can find me on Blue Sky at Gamerheads Podcast. You can find me on Threads at Gamerheads Podcast. You can find us on our website at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. Uh, that's about it. What about you? Man, you can find me at Sebastian PNR on all your favorite um, podcast platforms. Um, you can also find me at my other podcast that I do called The Single Player Experience, the premier podcast for single player gamers to find my good single player games to play and everything in between. If you want to hear about some really cool games that are upcoming from developers themselves, if you want to hear about some games that you should definitely have on your radar and on your wish list, or if you want to know how to manage your video game backlog, you should definitely check out the Single Player Experience podcast. Uh, so with that, you know, everyone, that we're going to bid you adieu. Kiss, kiss, ba-bang, as Kenny Omega would say. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. <laughs> it's been a blast doing this with you, Roger. You got anything you want to say before we go? Uh, thank you for doing the show with me. It has been really fun. And uh, listeners, everybody, stay ca- stay safe, take care, and we'll talk to you next time. Ayukin! Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>